With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. As promised, every Tuesday and every Thursday, there's a brand spanking new interview uh, here on our website. That is LudiniRockandRollCircus.com. And every Saturday, there's a new music podcast. So, uh, you know, just go to LudiniRockandRollCircus.com for all your Ludini needs. If you're on our mailing list, this comes right to you, and you can pick and choose what you like to listen to, when you like to listen to it. It's super simple. So just pop your name and email in there when you go to the homepage, LudiniRockandRollCircus.com. Um, I'd like to thank my sponsor real quick, Positively Pittsburgh Live Magazine. That is PPLMag.com, uh, Pittsburgh's first internet radio, TV network, online community magazine, and business directory where you can uh, get all kinds of uh, great audio and video and articles coupons, find different kinds of businesses. There's a wide variety of topics there from uh, uh, women in business, um, how to get more leads with LinkedIn, tax advice, uh, how, to write your own, how to write and publish your own book. There's a lot of great content there. There's also uh, this, the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus is there as well. If you've got something you'd like to share with the world, uh, you might want to start your own magazine page at PositivelyPittsburghLiveMagazine.com, PPLMag.com. Uh, it's super simple, and the account is very affordable, and the best part is you get exposed to about a million uh, visitors every month, so it's a cool place to be seen and heard. All right, uh, let's get into today's topic. I've got Mike and Matt Gavaza on the line here from Continental Recording Studios and Giant Electric Giant Record Label. Uh, and these guys are based out of Long Island City. And as I, w- I was corrected that Long Island City is not Long Island. It's actually in Queens. So, you know, I'm a New York virgin here. So these guys are, you know, they're, they're taking it pretty easy on me, though. So <laughs> I'd like you guys to welcome Mike and Matt Gavaza uh, from uh, a Continental Recording Studio. Guys, welcome. How are you? Hey, good. Hey. How are you doing? Good. Uh. Hey, I'm Matt here. Pleasure to be here on Ludini. Rock and roll circus. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Matt. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about, let's get a little bit of background before um, we uh, get into, like, because you guys do a lot of really cool stuff. You, you're working with tons of artists, and you have, a like, a very cool setup there. But how did you got you guys are brothers. How did you guys decide to get into uh, this, this, this aspect of the music business? Well, Mike, do you want me to handle that one, or do you want to take it? Yeah, yeah. I, I like to hear what you have to say. Okay, well, I'll take it away. I'm Matt. I'm the younger brother, so I'll start it off. So, uh, yeah, it's it's really kind of a nonlinear progression, much like anything in life. And I'd say that the recorded music industry really found us to a certain degree as much as we found it. You know, we grew up playing music and bands together. And from a young age, Mike, who is the main engineer at our studio, showed a real prol- you know, proclivity to recording. He was recording our high school bands and Word spread, and he started recording other bands, too, just like in the local scene. Fast forward a few years later, we were living in Brooklyn. We were renting a rehearsal space, uh, sharing with a few bands, and we got a small little mixing setup. And, uh, you know, it started out as a rehearsal studio. 
where we would sometimes record eventually turned into a recording studio where we would sometimes rehearse. And from there, the you know, the, the word really spread in a, a nonlinear way. We didn't do any advertising. It was all word of mouth. Um, and on top of that, you know, Mike has his whole sidebar, you know, his background, he could tell about his involvement with Shelter Island Sound, which, you know, he apprenticed under Steve Adabo, who's a, a you know, major, major uh, recording engineer. So, you know, over the, I'd say, you know, it was really a snowball effect. What started out as us, you know, really like rocking out turned into us recording and then really just grew from there. So, you know, it was really a, a nonlinear experience, and um, you know we're really you know, blessed to, for the way that it all has has accumulated over the years. It's really just you know multiplied based on starting with our passion for for music. So, Mike, I'm sure you have some stuff you could add on to that. Well said. Well said. No, nah, that was perfect. I mean, we uh, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't have said it better. Well, that's it right I, there. <laughs> well, I just had a cup of tea, so you know I got my caffeine going. <laughs> he's ready. He's he's ready to go. He's fired up. I'm in the zone. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you are in the zone. <laughs> well, I mean that's really um, interesting, and um, so it, it sounds to me like what you guys did because you know you were you had this rehearsal space and you were working with bands. People kind of got to know, like, and trust you guys. You know, from just mm-hmm. working together. Hey, that's the Galaza Brothers. You know, they're really cool or whatever. Let's just go there and do it. Let's let's record with them and you know, um, but how do you how do you guys? I mean, like big studios are like struggling, you know. Right. How do yeah. you guys in this in this climate, you know, the, the climate of the crazy times we live in for for I, we're in a transitional period. Let's just put it that way. Mm-hmm. In, in, in music, we don't really know how it's all going to shake out yet. How what do you attribute to like being able to make this thing fly? Mike here. Um, I'd say we're we're right in the exact right place we need to be because the bigger studios are having a tough time because artists don't have budgets these days. The record labels used to, you know, shell out money for an artist to record an album, and unless you're top forty nowadays, they're not doing that. So nowadays, you know, artists are getting they're they're expected to produce the album themselves, and with the accessibility of the the recording equipment and Pro Tools, a lot of people can do it at home, but you can't record a drum set at home. You can't record a full band at home, and there's nothing like that traditional recording experience of going to a studio, laying down a track, and having you know an engineer that knows what he's doing, really handling it. And that that's something I learned from being at Shelter Island Sound, being at a a, a studio that's like a larger studio. So I brought that into what we're doing. And that's pretty much, you know, that's that's it right there. It's it's like we found our niche in terms of being able to provide musicians with a service that otherwise, like, you know, they could do a, a portion of it at home, but they really can't get what we can get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Matt here, just to add on to that, I think, you know, I just want to add to that. We definitely have, you know, toughed it out. We've definitely experienced yeah. a, a struggle, and especially, especially that we started in 2008 early 2009, right when the, you know, the financial crisis was, you know, at its peak. And I think that kind of gave us the, you know, the, the leeway in order to, you know, start in the, when everything was low and really, you know, hone our skills over the years. But no doubt we've struggled. We work, you know, have worked side jobs to, to keep things going. And um, like Mike said, I think, you know, a big part of it is just the, the being smaller and being able to be nimble and independent has allowed us to roll with the punches. And I just want to add that New York State, they're in the process of passing a new tax incentive for recording studios. They're trying to bring the recording studio industry back to 
New York City. So the plan is that any project that's worth, I mean, that's uh, cost over $5,000 and where the studio hires at least five people, you'll get tax rebates back for for all the uh, the expenses associated with it. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so. that's man. Well, I mean, and that makes sense for your state because, I mean, New York, Nashville, and Los Angeles are the three, like, music, you think so Chicago maybe in there too, are the music hubs. So, I mean, yeah. that it makes total sense uh, for that, absolutely. Um, so, how, so, so how, is it just a natural outgrowth then? Because you guys also have Electric Giant record label. Is it like mm-hmm. a natural outgrowth then to become a record label? Because... I actually had, this is really weird because I got, I play in a band with a guy down here who has his own record label and he just went in partnership with a recording studio. So mm. is this becoming a trend where like the label and the studio are kind of like the same thing in these, in these indie situations? Is mm-hmm. it, it, or, I mean, what, what kind of like sparked you guys to go in that way? Um, Mike, do you want to tackle this or you want me to start it off? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it made sense for us because, you know, we've been working with, primarily independent bands since we started and we were just noticing a lot of these bands would put in all all this time and effort with us and they would get this great product and like for me I'm as an engineer I'm aiming for commercial quality I'm not doing demos so I'm I'm getting them to a point where their you know their music sounds like a record it's a it's a finished full record and they were kind of, a lot of these bands that we were working with were just kind of doing all that work and then putting it out on like, you know, like SoundCloud or Bandcamp and that was it. So we kind of noticed that there was like, there's a little, you know, a part of the record label, um, you know, paradigm, the whole uh, artist development thing doesn't exist anymore. And we kind of noticed that. So we felt like, hey, let's let's give these artists, if they want to work with us, let's give them a little guidance and try to give them a proper release. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, Matt here, just to build off of that, I think that, you know, we really, we, from just the years of recording bands at the studio, we, you know, we saw a common trend, which was, it was like almost like a pain amongst artists, which was, I've recorded this album, now, you know, I'm done, I'm just, you know, done in the sense of like, the process is complete, the project is done, just going to put it out there, but I don't really know what to do with it, so, you know, but in the reality of it is when you finish recording, that's really like that's when the process begins. So yeah. there was a you know, a big trend a big trend amongst artists to say, Okay, I finished, what do I do next? You know, we were coming from an audio background. We didn't honestly didn't really know what to do next, but much like the band. So um personally I took a, a personal endeavor where I went back to, to school, I went to graduate school, uh completed my master's degree in music business at NYU and you know, really just dove into to that topic and that's where Kind of the, so the the seed of Electric Giant Productions came from the pain, the you know the fact that bands we worked with a lot of them were very excellent bands and really worthy of having commercial success, but none of them knew what to do. And being at an early stage in an independent career, no manager is going to hop on board, and most labels aren't going to hop on board. No one's going to give you a hand with artist development. So you know we saw that as our opportunity to really connect the bands we work with with the music industry at large, and really you know create a professional team behind them. And um, so that's been the inspiration for it. And we've had, we've had two releases now since uh, starting, I guess, the last May. And in terms of, you know, recording studios and indie labels merging together, I think it, you know, makes perfect sense because from a label perspective, your biggest, one of your biggest upfront expenses is going to be the recording process. So. Yeah. 
How how does it generally work though? The guy the 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 artists are still are responsible for the financial end of the the recording, and then how do you guys work? I mean, I'm assuming, correct? Are you are you know so you do you would depending on the artist you could front that as well? Um, not here, and yeah, it's a, it's a case by case basis. It really depends okay. on on the artist's needs, and you know we're we're definitely very customizable in terms of our offering and how we could add value to the process. But you know we're by by no means you know uh, like a major with a bankroll for sure. You know we're we're <laughs> definitely our role definitely is more focused on artist development. But at the same token, you know for an artist you know that we truly believe in that is truly struggling, there's oh you know we. We have flexibility in that regard, for sure. Okay, so so in other words, there's no like one size fits all. We work X, Y, Z, and that's it. You guys were like talk. So so say say somebody's listening to this right now because I'm talking like that's my probably the biggest part of my uh 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 my audience is probably other musicians. Okay, so yeah. so, so so people are listening and. What would you What would you invite them to do? Uh, you know, would they be Should they contact you? And what should the conversation kind of go like? Well, as Matt here, I could start off this uh, in terms of Electric Giant Productions. You know, it's really been a process where we've carried out the, the curation of the A and R aspects. Um, mm-hmm. You know, through through local networks, and definitely we're open for um, you know for up and coming bands from different locations as well. I'd say, obviously, you know, we'd be happy to talk to any interested musicians. I'd say the key thing, though, that any musician, I'm sure, already knows this in this day and age, the key thing is to have the flexibility and the ability to go on, on tour and play a lot of shows. I mean, okay. that's really where it comes down to. Uh, like, obviously, as I think everybody knows, there's no money being generated from streaming, Spotify, Pandora. It's, you know, it's, it's atrocious. So, Really, in terms of trying to make a sustainable career as a musician, it comes from your live performance and the selling of merchandise right now. Um, yeah, there's an argument that can be made that the music industry has reverted back to how it was before the album model became popular in the 60s, where recordings mm-hmm. were more of a promotional tool to support your live show. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I know I'm going off a little bit of a tangent of the question, but I say, you know, that's the, the type of conversation you're looking to have, aside from, you know, the actual product there's a lot of you know pieces that have to be together as well in terms of you know what the artist actually practically can do versus you know what they ideally would like to do so cool i i'm looking at the uh, i i'm looking at your uh roster or the uh not not on uh, not on um electric giant but on uh continental recording and i see somebody i know uh chris norwood oh yeah he uh, yeah. he recorded with our engineer phil yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I got to meet Chris. He's a cool guy. He's also in the Manimals. Oh, is he? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Anyway, so, so sorry. Wait, that's, <laughs> sorry, we're like having a private conversation. Um, so, tell me, we're, we're going to play a track off of Tori Hanna here in a second. But tell us about because look, I'm looking at your website. You got like three. You have three artists. You have three bands signed up right now. Is that correct? That's correct. Yep. Okay, so why don't you go ahead and give us a quick overview of. Uh, what is it? Uh, Butcher's Blind, Brett Ferguson, and Tori Hanna. Yep. Uh, Mike, do you want me to tackle that? Yeah, yeah, why don't you take it? <laughs> All right. All right, well, Matt here. Well, Butcher's Blind, they were our first release. They released their EP called In Place in America with us last October. Uh, really great album and great EP, really solid songs. And, you know, a trend within our label has, you know, been artists in the Americana, like roots rock, folk, indie rock tradition. So, 
Yeah, that's really been the common thread throughout. So Butcher's Blind had an excellent release, really great radio and publicity in support of it. And since then, we've been you know, really working with Tori Hanna. It's his first debut release. So as I mentioned, you know, our main goal really has been artist development. So we took the time, created a plan, got all the pieces together, and we just had a really excellent re- release with him yesterday. The album is called Learning to Share. And in the spirit of sharing, we decided to release the album on Bandcamp exclusively for two weeks as pay what you want. So hmm. you can pay anything you want, name your price, and a portion of all the proceeds are going to the Make-A-Wish Foundation, which is a foundation that Tori really cares very strongly about. Nice. Um, yeah, and Bryce Ferguson is going to be our next release coming up in the fall. He's been he's been on a little hiatus backpacking through Europe, so we're just you know putting the pieces together for him and finalizing everything. And... Um, but yeah, Tori's release, you know, we're really excited about Tori. He's from the Berkshires up in Massachusetts, and he's one of the, if you, anybody who's ever had the pleasure of meeting Tori Hanna knows he's one of the nicest dudes you'll ever get to meet. So much Absolutely. positive energy, and his album, uh, Learning to Share, really conveys that. And the single off the album was Waiting on You, which is what we're going to play for you in a few moments. Okay, well, let's go ahead and take a listen to Tori Hanna and the Ponsiders. Uh, it's Waiting on You, correct? Correct. Yep. Waiting on you. Waiting on you. Tori Hanna and the Ponsiders on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Okay. Now, um, like a like a record like that. All right. How do you guys go about getting that out to the public? Like, what's I mean? I mean, how do you like? Do you do you like? Do you like uh, go for like a certain market? Are there certain? Do you try to like connect the guy uh, Tori with certain artists that maybe in the same genre and try to you know, say, you try to tell fans if you like this, you'll like that. I mean, can you give us like a sort of like a little explanation on how you might promote that? Sure. Uh, Matt here. So I drew up a lot of the, the A&R process surrounding this album. And, you know, we really started from the position of, you know, what's the music trying to say and what's really the, you know, the, the vibe of the artist and how does that, you know, that theme or almost kind of like a branding in a way, how, how okay. can we convey that consistently across all the different aspects of the campaign. So when you go throughout, you know, picking your target audience, picking artists who are similar, you know, linking up with the right publications, the right bands to play with, and even down to getting the right album art and videos, it all, you know, has to stay consistent with that uh, with that same theme. So, and in Tori's case, you know, his vibe is, you know, really like super positive energy all the way and very heartfelt and connecting people is really his goal. So, you know, we use that as our inspiration as we started reaching out and connecting all the different pieces of the puzzle. So, you know, we picked our target audience. We've, you know, got a really great publicist on board at City Bird Publicity. And, you know, we just went from there. We've been really hammering it home, and, um, you know, we couldn't be happier with the release. Cool. Um, let's uh, let's move on a little bit because uh, you guys have a few. Uh, you're, uh, speaking of City Bird, Ron sent me some talking points and uh, I want to make sure we touch them because they look really interesting. Um, uh, we talked about running your record label. Let's talk. He's, he uh, wanted me to ask you guys about a memorable recording sessions and some of the favorite albums you worked on. All right. That's a good question. Uh, it's Mike here. Um, yeah, we have a, like pretty much every session is, uh, every album is memorable. Um, some of the most memorable ones, one of our first, our very first, full lengths that we did back in we started in like 2010 and it was released in 2011 was Highway Gimps uh their album was called She they were uh they were a big mainstay in Brooklyn they were 
kind of part of the, the northern Brooklyn scene, and that album was just a blast to record. I mean, they, their drummer, Andy Torrance, was just very unconventional and very, like, energetic, and mm-hmm. we ended up having to, like, we had to use duct tape or gaff tape and tape the uh, the headphones to his head because he was going so crazy. <laughs> they were coming off his head. And that's, like, that's something I'll never forget right there. That's a great, great one. Another great one was um, was uh, John Severn and the Quiet Ones, who are also going to be released on our label uh, later this year. And that album is just, you know, when you're sitting behind the console and you're recording and someone comes to you with songs as good as these songs are, it's just, you don't forget that. Yeah. That was definitely one of the most memorable sessions. And the whole world will, you guys will get to hear it soon enough. And it is. I still listen to it every day just for pleasure. So it's it's a great album. <laughs> do you feel that Continental Recording has a sound or do you feel like you can work with any sound and create any kind of uh you know, produce any kind of record that that, that the artist needs? Um I would say there there is an aspect of a sound we do have. Um mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of due to the gear and the the techniques we use the, the all that but i would say we could definitely we can kind of adapt to whatever the record calls for absolutely so it's kind of the answer to both of those is yes <laughs> well, yeah and uh i'm not here just to add on to that i'd say that you know we definitely have recorded like every genre for sure and also we mentioned shelter islands uh studios before in manhattan and mike also take some sessions there so we have the ability to take indie artists and like you know higher end sessions as well in the two different settings but i say our sweet spot is definitely like you know like turn the guitars up to 11 and you know we're gonna rock for sure absolutely we, uh, yeah we definitely <laughs> attract, attract a lot of full full bands and like you know live live tracking sessions so um okay uh is there any i have a i have a kind i have a question um but I wanted to ask you before, before because we're getting kind of we're getting close on time here. Um, is there um, what else? Is there anything you would like the listeners to know about Continental Recording and Electric Giant? Something that we haven't covered yet. Okay, um, Matt here. I could I could tackle that one. So yeah, I'd say this getting back to the heart of Continental Recording Studio, connecting everything from where we started in our parents' basement to, you know, through the years, our passion of music has brought us to this point. You know, really, our, you know, our kind of motto tagline is traditional recording for the modern musician, and we really, you know, try to keep the ethos of the traditional recording process, which is tried, tested, and true, while, you know, adapting and being innovative for modern sounds. And I'd say, you know, where that really, like, where we really differentiate ourselves in the recording process is, you know, that we we really care about the music. Obviously, we've been, you know, we're music lifers, so to say. And, you know, we we try to give artists the same level of attention that they would get if they were, let's say, the Beatles at Abbey Road. Like, we don't, we're not a type of studio like a lot of, you know, them in Manhattan where, you know, we're just, like, sitting there looking at the clock and viewing the client or the musician as a dollar sign. You know, we're really mm-hmm. passionate about the recording process and really, be ourselves as part of it. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 That's the official reply. That's it. And 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 this is just kind of a question that I have because I, I I know a lot of people 
you know, they do, they, you know, they can do some stuff on their own, but then there's stuff they can't do. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you ever consider working with somebody in that capacity, like somebody who's like a singer-songwriter, but, you know, they've, they've got a cool setup, but they can't do live drums. Have you ever, mm-hmm. do you, would you, like if somebody calls up and says, look, I want to send you like the, the, the backing track or the, you know, the, the, uh, the scratch track, and, can, and you can have somebody play, you guys can cut the drums in a nice oh, yeah. room. Do you guys do different stuff like that? So if somebody's like a solo artist and they don't, they need people. You guys work that way ever? Oh yeah, yeah. We do that all the time. Um, it's pretty common. So yeah. <laughs> I, would, I, I would imagine with everybody being able to, with so many people being able to record, you know, you could get like a decent sound. You know what I mean? It's not going to be, you know. But there are definitely limitations. You know, and that's kind of where that's kind of where I'm seeing you guys. You guys like you're sort of bridging the gap or filling the gap in between like what somebody can do on their own and what they can't. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Matt uh, here. I just want to bring up Mike. Maybe you want to talk about the example of Elder Ben Eleanor with their uh, their tape machine tracking. Oh yeah, I mean they they did a lot of like just recording with a uh, Tascam Porta Studio, like mm-hmm. you know eight track tape machine. And oh, wow. I mean, yeah, it was intentionally you know kind of like overdriven. It, it had it, you could find it on our website at ContinentalRecording.studio, and it's a it's a really it's an awesome recording and what we did was he brought in the um the the tape machine and that that machine has uh it has faders on it it has like eight channels uh-huh. um, I know exactly and, I know yeah, I I'm old enough to remember to to have recorded right. <laughs> So you know what I'm talking about I know exactly what it is <laughs> So what we did it's cool what we did was we we ran the outputs of each channel the individual outputs into our system like into into our console so we ended up using our Sound Workshop Series 30, like 1979 analog console, and all of our outboard gear to process what he had recorded. And it was just, it was cool because we got to, you know, instead of mixing on the little Tascam unit, it's like we're taking this this cassette tape recording he did and running it through our higher-end equipment. And that's like a perfect example of, you know. What's the, what's what the, name, of that, what's the name of the artist again? Because I want to, definitely want to check that out. It's Eleanor. Eleanor. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, go, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody um, uh, at, at home how they can get in contact with and keep up with everything you're going at, both Continental Recording and with uh, Electric Giant. Matt? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> well, Matt here, uh, you could have swing for Mike to respond, but all right, you know, yeah. we're brothers, so we're not always exactly in tune. Um, so you could reach us at info at continental.studio. That's the best place to reach us at. Continentalrecording.studio. Exactly. All right, let me rephrase that. <laughs> That's it. You can reach us at info at continentalrecording.studio. You could check us check out our website, which is www.continentalrecording.studio. Uh, you could follow us on Facebook. We have a lot of, you know, our stuff goes through there. You could just type in Continental Recording Studio on Facebook. And, you know, our Electric Giant Productions, um, we have a Facebook page with that as well, and we really, you know, we do a lot of updates on Facebook. But, you know, you can follow us through email as well. You know, we have a mailing list, and uh, and yeah, <laughs> and I guess all our YouTube channel as well, which we are just launching now. So, okay. yeah, great. And you that's something worth mentioning place. too, actually. What's up? Yeah. No, good no, go ahead. We're all talking. Oh, I was gonna say, um, <laughs> on our YouTube channel, um, 
we just started doing a series of um, our own unique content, our own videos. Uh, it's, it's a cover series. We have two of them out right now. There's going to be more on the way. It's called Uncomfortable Covers. And basically, we invite artists in to cover a song that's way outside of their genre. Mm. And uh, yeah, so that is worth checking out. I just search Uncomfortable Covers on YouTube. That, that's a, and that's a great name. I love that. <laughs> I'm, 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 that's man, um, that that sparks the imagination like right away. Very cool, awesome. Cool. Yeah, I will definitely have to check that out. Um, guys, can you hang on um, a little bit here after the, I need that. I have I actually have a bonus question I'd like to ask you. All right, total, all right. Total total nerd stuff. So we'll say we'll save it for the for the bonus round here. If you got a minute, I'm gonna wrap up and then we'll come right back. All right, you guys ready? All right. All right, that's uh, Mike and, and Matt there, uh, Gavaza. Did I get the name right? Gavaza, I say it right? That's right, yeah. All yeah. right, from, from Continental Recording uh, Studio and Electric Giant, the record label, that is ContinentalRecording.studio. I did not know there was .studio, but there is. And then uh, there's a, there is a website for Electric Giant. That's electric-giant.com. So go check all that stuff out. The, the artists are great. The, the work that these the gentlemen are doing is absolutely fantastic. So you definitely want to check it out. Uh, you have been listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. That is ludinirockandrollcircus.com for all your Ludini needs. Uh, one more shout-out to my sponsor, Positively Pittsburgh Live Magazine, pplmag.com. And if I may throw one more website at you, <clears throat> the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus is just like uh, Electric Giant and Continental Recording Studios are tr- trying to make our mark out there in, the, in promoting artists that you just aren't hearing on commercial, on uh, corporately uh, run uh, media out there. So if you if you believe in what we're doing, if you believe in this type of music and these type of artists and working this kind of DIY uh, sort of uh, way, please go to our website, supportindyrock.com, and get involved. We really would appreciate it. Uh, one more shout-out. Our guest for today is Continental Recording Studio. That is Continental Recording Studio, continentalrecording.studio. And the uh, uh, the record label site, again, is electric-giant.com. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. And we will catch you on the next podcast. All right. Thanks for having us. Uh, no problem, guys. Hey, um, real quick, I, I do have kind of a bonus question for you. This is a total, like, uh, uh, gear nerd question. Um, and you guys each answer because you might have different answers. Okay. <laughs> so, so the studio burns down. Okay, or or you know, but you can rescue one piece of gear. Uh, There's one thing you're like, you're like, you're like, no matter what happens, I, we, I, this is it. I have to have this. And 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 let's pretend that all your recordings are never backed up offsite, so you that doesn't count. You can't say I need to rescue the hard drive or whatever. Like some type of sound gear. So, Matt, you go first. All right. Well, Matt here and. in the hopefully unlikely situation that that occurs, I say the, the piece of gear i got to run in there for is it's an Ampeg 1963 Portiflex B18 bass amp, affectionately named Bill. We, we call him Bill. And the reason for that is, I guess when you first, whoever the original owner was, they got their nameplate engraved on the amp that was, said Bill. So when you turn on the amp, if you're familiar with the Portiflex B18, all the tubes light up and there's a little light that lights up the little nameplate that says Bill. So Everybody knows him as Bill. He's about 54 years old, and you know, he's still kicking strong. And you know, Bill Bill's got a lot of personality, and he's you know means a lot to us. So 
I'd have to run in and save Bill. I couldn't leave Bill hanging. Okay, Mike, do you, do you have the same answer or do you have a different answer? You know, I would say the same answer, but I think I'll get creative with it. I okay. I would have to go in there and do this superhuman feat of throwing my Sound Workshop Series 30 24-channel gigantic console on my back and carrying that thing all right. It's just it's just interesting to kind of know like kind of where you know because everybody who's in music you know whether you're a guitar player drummer whatever they've all got like drummers it's the symbols you know I mm-hmm. used to tell the guys last night I used to play with this drummer and if we would go out to eat after the gig he had this whole band full of like every type of gear you can imagine for drums but his symbols he would take them in the, in the diner because <laughs> he's like why are these son of bitches you know it took me years to get them you know. So, like, musicians are funny, you know, they have their thing, mm-hmm. you know. So it was just kind Absolutely. of fun. It was kind of fun. But, uh, hey, guys, go ahead. Uh, take my email address so you can send me uh, the Tori Hanna song. You ready? Uh, one sec. Sure. All right, I am ready. It is LL, like my name, Lou Lombardi, LL Strangelove, like Dr. Strangelove. So LL Strangelove at gmail.com. Okay, cool. All right, guys. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate hey, it. Thanks for having us. That it's was, been, uh, a, that was a blast. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Cool, man. All right, you guys have a great rest of the weekend. And uh, we will. Oh, this the, I have a pretty good backlog. So uh, you know we're we're looking at maybe five weeks or so before it actually shows up on the website. So I haven't forgotten about you. It's just that you know I, I I'm interviewing people like constantly. So so that's where we are. So just so you know. All right. All, all right. right. Cool. All right, guys. Take care, man. Have a great, great day. All right. All right. You all too. Right. Thanks again, Lou. Right. Take it easy. Yeah. All right. Bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha! In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.